Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is the author of the book Ransom Notes. And she is also the owner. And it's a work in progress. And it's a, it's certainly a new venture. And it is a uh, it is a television channel on Roku. You can get it on Amazon Fire. You can get it on uh, and you know all all over Roku. And as uh, as it develops and as it builds up content, right now you're going to see Kathy on there with her documentary and uh, and her visual ransom notes. But soon you'll be seeing a lot of others that are. Uh, you know, people that that she picks that she thinks would speak out to uh, to everyone, and is uh, you know, and and you know, maybe have the same message. It's all faith, all faith based, and and living life with the Lord, Kathy Ransom, and that's her channel. And we're going to tell you about that more and more as we go on. But without further ado, Kathy Ransom, how are you? I am having a wonderful time. It's a beautiful day here. Illinois is not too hot, and uh, I don't know, does, does New York have fa- state fairs? Because this is the, uh, we're just sort of reaching the end of our state fair here in Illinois. We always have it, and, and it's uh, once a year in Onondaga County, which is where Syracuse is, but it's a big deal, especially to upstate communities. Uh, it's a big deal, the state state fair. Well, we have, a, we have, we don't go much anymore because it, you know, we've been enough times that it gets a little old. But there's one thing that the Illinois State Fair is famous for. They have the uh, the butter cow, and I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but they create a cow out of butter, somewhere between 600 and 800 pounds of butter. And each year they have a different artist, I guess, submits a. A model, and then they win the 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 rights to do this cow. Well, the other day we under we found out that you know everybody's talking about recycling and trying to be careful with our produce and our uh, our world. We found out. Can you believe it, Frank? That they recycle the butter from this giant seven hundred pound cow, and of course it's when it's at the fair, it's inside a cooler, but Afterwards, Prairie Farm, they uh, take out part of the butter, I suppose that's dirty or has stuff in it, and then they put the rest of the butter into their ice cream freezer, the company, and then when the next architect of butter cows gets ready to make his product, he takes the old butter and recycles it, and this basic hunk of glob of butter has been used for 17 to 18 years each year they and i'm sure they have to add a little you know because yeah. something drops off isn't that an incredible feature yeah it's uh, it, it says something about butter i guess right that butter has some staying uh ability i guess if you freeze it i don't know how it would taste but uh it's uh, i guess to use in sculpture uh you know maybe it's the uh, you know, same texture as certain kind of clays but uh that's that's fascinating that they do it good for them that they don't waste the butter each year yeah this year they actually had a little contest for people who could su- submit miniature cows 
of however they designed them. And they sometimes put a person with them or a milk bucket or, you know, or a big flower or, you know, something, maybe a bumblebee on their head. But people could also submit little ones. And, of course, that wouldn't have been recycled butter. But anyway, that's not why we're here today, Frank. Have you – do you think people – listen today or do we all just want to talk uh, you know you're asking a, a guy who talks for a living right but i also listen for for a living and you know if you're interviewing or you're dialoguing like we are and you're not listening you could be going off into 10 different directions so you're, you're asking uh, the the right person i think people are uh, uh, certain people are listening because they really they want to learn, they want to absorb, they want to see what the other people are are thinking and saying. But some, a lot of people are just looking for things that would confirm their bias already, and they call it confirmation bias. So uh, they'll hear certain things, but for the most part, they want to tell you what they think. And I don't know if it's always been like that. You've been around a couple of years longer than me. And, uh, you know, you'll have to tell me that, but I think a lot of people aren't listening and they're just cherry picking what they could use in your conversation to uh, confirm what they're biased about already. And it also seems like maybe we're in a hurry. We want to get our message across so we can dash off to do whatever else we need to do Perhaps, do you remember the, I, I heard a recent quote from a famous children's author, young person's author. Have you ever heard of, or your kids read anything by Madeline LaIngle? Uh, do you remember the book, A Wrinkle in Time? I, I remember ever? the title. I don't remember, uh, I don't remember the subject matter, but I, I know the name and, uh, and I know my, I think my daughter had that book. Well, it, it, she's, <clears throat> pardon me, she uh, is quite well known as an author, and she's also a Christian, and she wrote a, or a quote came across my desk the other day that she had written that I want to share, because this is what triggered my thinking about, wow, I'm not sure I listen where I need to listen, and I'm a pretty decent listener, actually, even though I know I have a lot of talk in me, but this is the quote that Madeline Ingle said, to pray is to listen, to move through my own chattering to God, to that place where I can be silent and listen to what God may have to say is what's important. And, you know, I thought, I think prayer is chatting with God. I forgot something. And that's what she's reminding me of. I have to listen. And I'm not sure all of us know how to listen to God. If somebody asks you, how do you listen to God? What would you say? Well, I, you know, I think that's, that's where prayer and meditation comes in. I think too many people think God is like a vending machine or like a, like a genie. Like, you, you know, you, you hear about in the Arabian Nights or I Dream a Genie or whatever, that you're making wishes, you know, that you're, you're saying, God, please give me this or, or please give me that. But the, the truth of the matter is if you're, if you're listening for God, and I never thought of it as listening to God, but I thought of it more as, as meditation and God will send a message to you. But listening to God is a good way to look at it. 
and I've never heard that expressed like that. I, I've heard people say, well, you know, if, if God speaks and I listen or God uh, does something and, and I respond to it, or, or God will will give me an idea and it channels it through me. I, I hear that, but I think it's a pretty interesting concept that you're touching on uh, about listening to God. And I've just never have, uh, I've never, you know, put those words together like that. But I think when you're listening to God, uh, what it would mean is that you're waiting for God to give you an answer and for it to come to you after you, after you're talking to him, just give it a, give it a minute or two, give it a, get a couple minutes and wait for it to come to you. Very, very interesting though. Well, a famous, well-known preacher, Charles Stanley, and some of our audience may recognize that name. He also sort of looked at the same topic, and his quote is, how is it that two people can sit in the same pew, hear the same sermon about the same portion of the scripture, and walk away with two different reactions? One is joyful, and the other one is unaffected. Somehow, I, and quote ends, somehow we don't know how to listen. And I think that probably we have to learn to say, I listen to God as I hear him speak, A, through scripture that I read, and or perhaps I even hear God speaking through someone like, certainly not someone like myself, where we're talking about God, that doesn't mean I'm doing the right thing or saying the right thing, but indirectly, God is probably speaking through me, and hopefully, people like yourself are listening, our audience is listening, and then you hope that they've listened in a way, as Charles Stanley would say, that they get the message, that they are either joyful or moved or feel uh, regret, depending on what the message might be. And I was reminded <clears throat> of the of Eli and Samuel years ago, and I don't want to take time telling a whole story, but if you'll remember, <clears throat> Samuel worked for Eli, or lived with him in, in the temple, and he was sort of, I would call him today a handy boy, but he was learning how to be a priest or a, a minister at that time. Uh, and he, uh, Eli was an older man, didn't have good sight, so Samuel was there to help him. He was like an assistant in a way. Eli is taking a nap, going to sleep. Samuel is over by the Ark of the Covenant, getting ready to sleep, is sleeping, and suddenly he hears the Lord talk to him, or he hears a voice that says uh, that that he wants to talk to him. And Samuel, Samuel, you know, I need to talk to you. So Samuel runs into Eli and thinks that Eli has called him. <clears throat> Eli said, no, I didn't say anything. Go back and take a nap. He goes back, lays down. Pretty soon he hears this voice again. Eli, uh, Samuel, Samuel. He thinks it's Eli. Repeats it. Third time when he repeats the process, Eli catches on and he said, Samuel, go back, lay down. When you hear the voice again, say these words speak and then this is the interesting part for your servant is listening Eli knew that Samuel heard a voice 
but he didn't listen to the right person. He thought it was Sam, uh, he thought it was Eli he was hearing. The key word is we have to hear the word of God and listen to it with an open mind, with respect, with the idea that I'm going to take action and not just say to God, I need this, as you called it, a vending machine, or I forgot what you said, but God isn't a vending machine. We sometimes ask him for things, but we also need to thank him and show that we're grateful and, you know, that type of thing. But I need to listen to his word and respond. Well, I think the bottom line is we all have to learn to listen to God more carefully. Been fun chatting with you today. Same here. And, um, I, listen, if that's your final word, it's a, it's, it's a good one, and it's a, it's a very, um, it's, it's, it's a very good point. We don't listen. We don't listen to God, and uh, I didn't even. I'll tell you honestly, I just never, I, I never looked at it like that. But it's, uh, it's wonderful, wonderful. Uh, any final thoughts? Sure, I got, I got this marvelous statement for you. Yes. <clears throat> Do you know what a balanced diet is? It's a cookie in each hand. <laughs> Very good. Kathy Ransom, everyone. God bless you. And uh, and you'll be seeing and hearing more of us on TV and on, on the Internet, on uh, radio stations, obviously 124 different outlets. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio.